Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Yes, indeed. We're winding down this Friday edition of Sports Talk. Steve Geller, Jeff Nowak, Charlie Long getting ready for the Pelicans. Hosting the Oklahoma City Thunder, a tough matchup in the Western Conference. Let's hope it goes better than it did last Friday when they had a tough matchup in the Western Conference. No kidding, right? That was uh, that was that was something. We don't need anybody on the Thunder having a Devin Booker kind of night. Yeah, I mean, so I hosted this show until like a little. I, I left a couple minutes early, but it still <laughs> took me a little while to get up there. I think I sat down with about like seven minutes to go in the first quarter, and I was like, "Oh, they're down by a decent bit, but whatever." And I look up and. Devin Booker already has like 23. I'm like, what? what? How's that even That's going to be wrong. Wait a minute. How did he score 25 points before I sat to my seat? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's – you can't – you know, it's not even the first time. I think last year Devin Booker went off for like 57 against the Pelicans in a game. Like, it's, it's – Need fun. the clamps on that man. Yeah, I mean, I, at least it's not – at least it's, you know, consistent. You know, I, I guess <laughs> if you got to fix something, you want to know what it is. It's no mystery. The guy is just unguardable. But, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen tonight. Hopefully SGA doesn't go off for 50. I don't know who's going to guard Chet. Right. Uh, although I think if you put Jonas on him and, like, hip check him a few times, he might snap in half. He's one of those twig men. So We still don't know the status of Zion Williamson for the night's game. It was questionable heading into the matchup before the game, you know, tip-off. Uh, Willie Green just spoke to the media saying that he's a game-time decision for tonight and that Zion underwent uh, imaging this morning on his foot. Everything came back clean. It's just about how he's going to feel after warm-ups now. So it's a kind of a wait and see. And I think we talked about it a little early on about the fact that, well, if he plays tonight, don't expect him tomorrow in Milwaukee and kind of vice versa. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, you're, you've seen too many times the season's end with Zion not playing. And so I don't think you're going to take any chances. Something in his foot. It's like, yeah, if you're not feeling it, yeah, might as well get the rest, please. Right, exactly. And, you know, I'm glad they got the imaging and it did not show anything. But yes. Because, uh, like, rem- I, I mean, I remember the 2021 season, right? I think it was 2021. It was whatever year that, you know, he came out for the media day and it was like, oh, yeah, he's not going to play all year <laughs> long. He missed the entire season with a foot issue. He hung out in Portland for a while. Uh yeah. So. Oh, there it is. Pelicans PR has now officially tweeted that Zion will be out for tonight's game against yeah. OKC. And I'm okay with like people. A lot of people are complaining. Oh, he's only he hasn't played six games in a row all year. I don't really care. I don't think if you want Zion to play in every game, then don't have back to backs. Like that's the the NBA. That's the thing. It's like you want your stars to play in games. Don't have them play back to backs. There's no you have. A lot of options that you could that you could go to to eliminate back-to-back games. The Pelicans had to play a back-to-back where they got in at like 5 a.m. 
uh, was it Denver to Dallas? That was the game that none of the starters played, and the Pelicans <laughs> right. won. They got in at like 4 a.m., and, and then you had them play the next day. There is no reason that you cannot – eliminate eight games from the schedule and like not play a, Like a home-and-home home or an away-and-away if you happen to be – they played at Utah twice, I think, back-to-back back last year. Yeah, that's reasonable. I could stomach that. Right, but now, like, to, building. tonight yeah. they got to play the Thunder and then fly out to Milwaukee for tomorrow's it's game. It's just stupid. It's stupid. And it's like, wow, load management. we got to get the Stars to play. Well, then stop putting teams in terrible <laughs> situations, and then you'll get your Stars to play. If, they, if the Pelicans weren't playing a, ba- a game tomorrow – I would expect Zion to play tonight. And that's, but that's, yeah, you set this schedule up so that teams have to make business decisions and you refuse to fix it. It's, it's stupid. It does not make any sense. No, no league, no professional league should expect their star players to play on back to back nights. Well, hopefully the Saints' 14th overall pick in this year's draft pans out as the Pelicans' 14th overall pick did in this past draft. Jordan Hawkins has been a stud for this team so far. Uh, The rookie been lighting it up. Everybody uh, loves the man shooting from beyond the arc, has no fear. Uh, Been producing a lot for this team and coming into tonight's matchup. We'll see. Could get extra minutes now with Zion not playing. Here's what Jordan Hawkins had to say leading up to tonight's tip-off against the Thunder. You guys uh, put up 153 in that, in that last game. I mean, just uh, from a team perspective, what do you feel like is, is working for you guys on the offensive end right now? Uh, I think just the uh, three-point shooting and three-point making has been different uh, for us going out throughout the season. I think we improved on it. Uh, every stage of the season, um, I think we've gotten better at it. So we got to continue getting better at it. Um, the guys we have going downhill, they're elite at what we do, and we just have a have to have elite shot makers around them. So. JJ Rick was kind of talking about something earlier this year. He was like shooting begets shooting, and he's, he's basically like a lot of shooting is like a force multiplier. Like, yeah. can you feel that when you're out there with you? There's like you and Trey or yeah. you and CJ. Like, can you feel that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, guys are definitely keyed in on me now. They got this guy reporting me now. But it just opens everything else up. But that gets Trey shots, gets B.I. shots, gets these shots. I mean, if they want to zone up on them, one of them, or uh, play like five people in the paint, like on Z, like they usually do, we have shooters that can knock it down. So, how much do you welcome that challenge? Now that everybody knows that you can shoot. Um, I mean, I mean it's great. I like I said, I don't find, look at myself as a shooter. So, I mean, people run me off the line. Don't think I can do anything else. I mean, that, that works in my favor. So, your teammates have been extremely complimentary of you, like really since the beginning of the yeah. season especially lately in terms of what you've been able to do. Are you at the point now where you feel like you know the ball is going to come to you every single time when you're open? Um, I mean, I know they're going to make an effort to give me the ball every time, but um, I mean, like, my teammates do a great job looking for me. They're willing passers. Z and BI are willing passers. So I'm, I'm definitely always ready for, for a shot. Even when I'm open or when I'm covered, I got to be ready. To shoot, to shoot, so. Speaking of shooting, um, Herb Jones isn't known as a shooter necessarily. He's known for the incredible stuff he does defensively. But he's almost uh, 50, 40, 90 shooting. Yeah. What do you think of just the, the job that he's done this year? I mean, he's been terrific. Um, he's been working on his jump shot since I got here. I've like been, been in the gym with Fred every day in the morning. So I, it, it just shows how much work he's put in. He's just a tremendous player. Uh, like I said, I mean, Herb is one of the best defensive players I've ever been around. So it's definitely special. It's incredible to watch. How much of a key is three-point defense tonight with OKC? They have, of their high-volume guys, they have four guys that are shooting over 40%. Yeah. It just seems like they have a lot of different threats. Um, I mean, first and foremost, we got to take care of SGA. Uh, that it starts with him. Then we once we play him, play him well, I mean, we don't really got to help off. 
that much on the shooters. Cause, I mean, we definitely got to show, show bodies for him to, to stop him. So um, I think just trying to run guys off the line, trying to force them to do something else. It just uh, really starts with guarding Shea, and that's where all the dominoes will fall. There's a lot of possessions in that Jazz game where Zion bringing the ball up and initiating. Uh, yeah. Just what do you think about, I guess, those possessions and the looks y'all got? Um, I think we got really good looks. Um, I mean, Z, like I said, Z's an elite passer. He had like 11 assists last game, so um, he, he he's great. And when we when he's able to bring the ball up, Corey, it just brings in another another threat. We can get into so many different offenses, uh, not uh, only for him, but for B.I., uh, JV, uh, any of our shooters, CJ. So That's Pelicans rookie Jordan Hawkins and talking there at the end about point Zion Williamson, and we will not be seeing that tonight. He is out for the game, resting that foot injury. Uh, the team reporting, though, they did some imaging on it. Test came back negative, so that's all positive there. Hopefully we see him available for the back-to-back in Milwaukee tomorrow. Yeah, well, we'll see. Uh, apparently I'm a millennial, so my ideas don't matter. So that's that's what I learned from my talking text line over here. And I, I would say, hey, it's I'm talking like someone who actually understands what's going on as opposed to the you know out of touch people who are talking to me that my the generation matters to you. And Dr. J is the guy who, anyway, we'll go from there. But yeah, no, I mean I point Zion is interesting to me because it's basically like, are you accepting that he's Ben Simmons and we're never gonna expect him to learn how to Please shoot? Please no. I, I that's my my biggest criticism of of the way they've approached Zion's development is he still doesn't take anything other than two foot shots at the rim. I just like and I, and he should take a lot of two foot shots at the rim, but why is he never doing anything else? Like that's my issue. And I guess point the point Zion stuff is a way to to you know circumvent that in terms of you're putting the ball in his hands, so they have to make a decision and then you play off of that. But man, it sure would be nice for him to develop like some sort of back to the basket game and like some sort of face up jumper. I don't know. That's just me. Maybe I'm crazy. Real quick, want to mention the LSU South Carolina women's basketball last night. We knew it was going to generate tons of attention. Uh, seeing the ratings that came out, most watched sporting event from last night, even topping the NBA on TNT, which they went head to head with. And it was also the most violent attempt to eat a king cake I have ever seen. Someone call the police. Yes. They King Cake have... Baby has tweeted a video out for the ESPN Game Day crew. <laughs> that was bizarre. I don't want to see that ever again. <laughs> we'll be back with more sports talk after this. Going to get into more Pels talk with Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast right here on WWL. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Talking about podcasts, welcoming in now from the Locked On Pelicans podcast, Jake Madison, as we get ready for the OKC Pelicans matchup in the Smoothie King Center. Tipping off in just a little over a half hour. How you doing, Jake? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on to talk some hoops. Always appreciate the time, my man. And another tough matchup for this squad. I feel like we say that a lot, though. But, man, oh, man, OKC, Thunder, uh, top to bottom, you got to be impressed this way, the way this team has been constructed, really. Yeah, look, they're one of the best teams in the Western Conference. They're also the second youngest team in the league right now. So they're kind of putting it all together, getting some serious experience. When you have an all-star starter in Shea Gilgis-Alexander, you know, a guy that can lead you, that does it on both ends of the court, offense and defense, he's looked great. Chet Holmgren's been the right kind of addition for him, that big man that they've been needing. They have good uh, young role players. They've drafted exceptionally well. The most impressive thing about them is they can make a move before February 8th trade deadline, right? Like, they could go and improve this roster. They have more first-round picks, I think, than anyone else in the league right now. Interesting young guys. They're a team to keep an eye on, that's for sure. I mean, my, my dream is that they make all of the picks in the first round one of these years. So I'd like to see them continue to just get crew picks at crew picks, and then they make the top five picks in the draft. Anyway, uh, in more serious note, obviously Zion Williamson has already been ruled out. He's dealing with a, a bruise in his foot. Um, you know, I, I think the news was that he had imaging tests on. They came back negative. Uh, personally, I think sitting on one half of back-to-back is just, you know, if, if that's the product or if that's the course you have to take to get this guy to the end of the season, I'm okay with it. I'm just curious, you know, what what is your read on that situation? Does it seem like something that's, you know, going to linger? Do you expect to see him back tomorrow against Milwaukee? What's What are you looking at there? Yeah, you know, first and foremost, I think the course of action they've taken with him this season, resting him on some back-to-backs, different things like that has worked, right? This is one of the healthiest seasons he's ever had, if not the healthiest, right? It's one of the top two of his five-year career so far. So keeping him on the court has been a big, important thing for this team, and it's working so far. Given the fact that he had imaging down on the left foot contusion, which is what they're calling it, that makes me think this isn't necessarily just the rest. I don't think it's that big of an injury for him that it's going to linger like weeks or anything like that. I don't know if we'll see him play tomorrow. He'll probably be listed as questionable. It'll probably be 50-50. You would think that if it was just going to be rest, they would play him in this game, rest him tomorrow night, make sure you get this win at home. That's usually like the strategy when you're resting guys or playing them on back to back. The fact that he's sitting this one out, I think there is probably some pain and discomfort there. He wouldn't go get imaging done just for no reason if it was rest. So I don't know if we'll see him, but I think it's 50-50 at best. With Zion out tonight, Jake, uh, who could we expect maybe to pick up some extra minutes while he's out? While he's not playing? You know, I think you'll see Trey Murphy likely be the starter for Zion. That's what they've done in the past. And they could use Trey having a big game here. They could use him stepping up and getting his offense going. That's something that he hasn't been able to do 
the past couple of games where he's struggled a little bit. We haven't seen him get that three-point shot falling as much as he wants. So this is an opportunity potentially in the starting lineup with an increase in minutes, a bigger role for him to really kind of get back on the right track. And if the Pelicans get him going, that's going to make this offense even scarier. They've been the fifth-best offense since that you know disastrous loss to the Los Angeles Lakers in the in-season tournament. They've been good. Trey hasn't played well. This is an opportunity to get him back, get him going, I think. You know, one one thing we had a call earlier about asking is, you know, Jose Alvarado and uh, the whole the split between him and Jordan Hawkins is interesting because I you want to get Jordan Hawkins on the floor, you got that jumper that doesn't quit, right? Like he's just a instant offense kind of microwave type player, but then you have Jose, who's a fan favorite, is always defending, and he kind of it's like they're kind of the foils of each other, right? Like Jordan is all offense, and the defense is the question. Jose, you know, is always there on the defensive side of the ball. I think the offense can 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 disappear at some points, and he's not the type of dynamic player that you might want. But it, it does feel like it's like how do you get both of those guys on the floor? And and Jose seems to be the one who has given up the minutes to get Hawkins on the floor. I'm curious how you see that situation developing, um, because obviously it's like you're the 14th overall pick. He he shoots the lights that you want to get him out there. But how how do you balance that with everybody? Yeah, you know, I think when you look at the Pelicans and what their issues have been this season, you know, they've been a top 10 defense all year long. They have not been a top 10 offense all year long, and that's been kind of their issue when you try and figure out how to make it all work with Brandon Ingram, Zion Williams, and court spacing is really important, right? They need to be taking more threes. That was an emphasis they really put on this team going into this offseason, and sorry, it's very loud here in the student team center. Um, so they've been trying to get more three-point shots off. That's going to be Jordan Hawkins, right? Like, that's going to be the guy that's going to be doing that. So I think seeing him out there getting those shots very well with Zion Williamson is an important thing. But unfortunately, it comes at the expense of Jose Alvarado. But we've seen their defense be good. They have a good team. They're well-coached on that side of the ball. But they've been a top, uh, top defense that are loose on the court. I think they just still need to lead more offense to make the most of uh, Brandon Ingram and Zion Williams. It's also why you saw Zion get a career-high 11 assists in the game against the Jazz the other night. Jake, you mentioned the noise at the Smoothie King Center. Man, that's a great thing. Obviously, the beginning of the season, there was a lot of times we were talking about uh, you know, tickets being on the aftermarket, $2 just to get into the arena. Uh, that's not the case right now, obviously. No, look, I think the city knows the team could be really good. They've beaten some of the top teams in the Western Conference. You know, there have been some moments where they don't look great, but they've really rebounded since that Los Angeles Lakers loss right. to be one of the top teams in the league. You know, that's the type of thing the city can get behind, I think, when you've got likable players, players guys really want to root for, like Herb Jones and others. It makes it fun. And, you know, I think the atmosphere here is ACC Unite here. It's going to be pretty wild in the city center, I think. Jake, appreciate the time as always. Enjoy the game and let's get a W. All right, let's go, Pelicans. For all things Pelicans, make sure you subscribe to the Locked On Pelicans podcast. That's on the Odyssey app, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Going to take a break, and when we get back, talk a little LSU baseball. It was media day. We'll hear what Jay Johnson had to say in his opening statement as the Tigers get ready to defend that national title. Be right back here on WWL. We were just talking about Pelicans versus the Thunder coming up in the Smoothie King Center, a 7 o'clock tip-off. Also, two earlier today, It was LSU Baseball Media Day, guys. Unbelievable that we are closing in on the college baseball season. The Tigers will open 
things on February 16th. They'll host uh, w, uh, VMI, sorry, and Alec Box Stadium. Uh, LSU ranked number four in D1 Baseball 2024 preseason top 25 poll. They're going to hold 18 practice sessions over the next 21 days as they prep for that season opener. Here's what head coach and defending national champion Jay Johnson had to say this afternoon. We've had a great six and a half, seven months uh, since ending 2023. Uh, very proud of uh, the players in terms of what they've done and and put in. We have a lot of really good development stories that you know will come to light as we get into the 2024 season. Uh, really pleased with how they've operated both on and off the field. It's always a goal of ours to be a low drama program, and, and to this point, we continue to be successful in that. Uh, another really good semester uh, in the classroom, second one uh, where we've exceeded any you know team GPA for LSU baseball. And as I said, a lot of work on the field. Uh, again, for the third year in a row, we've had a ton of transition in terms of our coaching staff and couldn't be more convicted that uh, we definitely have the right guys in the building and the positive impact they're having, you know, on our players, you know, and have mixed well uh, with myself, Coach Jordan, Coach Wanaka, Jamie Tutko, but adding Coach Yeski on the pitching side of things, uh, Coach McMillan on the strength and conditioning side of things, and Terry Rooney uh, has been a massive uh, lift for us and uh, really happy with how we're operating on a daily basis in terms of moving the way that we want to. Uh, logistically, how this will shake out is we'll have 18 practices over the next uh, 21 days uh, with three off days. Those will you know, largely depend on uh, weather. Uh, my hope is to scrimmage um, 11 or 12 times, you know, over those 18 days and um, get ourselves prepared for opening day. Uh, no different than, than usual. We treat the season like a 56 game playoff and it is in college baseball. And so the goal is to have our team as ready as we can, um, you know, for opening day. And then, you know, we're obviously going to need to improve and find out what our best team is as we go but really exciting uh time in terms of attacking uh the challenges that 2024 presents lsu head coach jay johnson there talking to the media today getting ready for the season gentlemen as we get college baseball cranking up uh tigers have a 21 players returning from last year's national championship team of course though there will be no paul Skeens. There will also be no uh, crews in the in the lineup, uh, so things will look a little different. But uh, it seems Jay Johnson's pretty adamant about they're not just content with just having one national championship season. He's ready to repeat. Do you think they're going to play in the cold this year? Are they going to be as, oh, poor babies, it's so too cold outside? All as I know is we made our trek to Alec Box Stadium didn't last even year. did see a game. No, we just got to see a bunch of lightning. Yeah, not even good lightning. Like <laughs> like lightning, like heat lightning. Off in the distance. Heat, heat lightning doesn't, isn't even real, but I'm going to call it that because it's the only way I can describe it. It was just, oh, look, there's a, there's a flash in this guy. We can't play. Yeah, that was the, it was supposed to be the two-lane game right. that never finished. And then the LSU never played again. Anyway, uh, no, I mean, it's it's funny. Anytime you come back after a national championship, it's like, A, you spent, the, you spent a lot of time partying and enjoying it, as you should. <laughs> and then it's like, well, how do you lock back in? I think that's the toughest thing to do as a head coach is just kind of getting everyone to reset. I almost think it's a benefit. It's not a – you know, benefit isn't the right word. But in the interest of coming back and and having something to prove – 
I think not having Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz is, is helpful in that endeavor. Not not helpful in terms of being better, but helpful in the sense that like those guys are gone. You they, you didn't win their title. They won their title, and everyone on this team is trying to win a title too. And this guy's coming back, Hayden Travinsky. You know some of these, some of the uh, you know the, the pitchers, all these guys that that had a big impact, but weren't the stars of that team. Now this is your turn. No one's going to be talking about Paul Skeens and Dylan Cruz. They're going to be talking about these guys, right? And so, you know, it's you see that with teams every year. You know, UConn's an interesting example on the basketball side of things. You know, like anytime you win a title, it's it would be easy to come back and just. Be like, you know, take a victory lap, or you could be the team that comes back and and goes back to back because, you know, you can you can say like, man, okay, winning a title is great. You know what? Almost no one does. Even the teams that go out and win titles win two in a row, right? You know, and it's like that puts you on a pedestal all by yourself. You know, you're not talking. The teams don't do that. That happens once a decade, maybe, where you have a team that's like not even winning back to back titles, but seriously contending to win back to back titles. Yeah, D1 Baseball looking at their top 10. Wake Forest, they have number one. Florida, two. Arkansas is three. LSU coming in at number four. Yeah. Uh, then it's TCU, Vanderbilt, Oregon State, Texas A&M, Tennessee, and then Clemson. So that's six of the top 10, gentlemen, of course. SEC opponents. It's going to be a wild one, as it always is every year. It seems like the gauntlet that is the SEC is so telling. I agree. I agree. And what do you what do you think, Charlie? How are you feeling about this LSU team? Because I I have a hard time gauging the quality of college baseball teams. I'm not close enough to it. I don't I don't follow it closely enough to until I see him play. I just don't like. I didn't I didn't believe in Paul Skeens until I saw him play. Everyone told me how good Paul Skeens was, and then I, then I watched it. And I was like, I get it now. <laughs> I understand. So yeah, I mean, there's no Skeens. There's no Cruz. You're not going to replace those guys. It's never going to happen again. The number one and number two picks in the MLB draft. Right. Pretty impressive, right? I do think that there's something to be said about this LSU team's pitching depth. Like, I think that they have a lot of guys that they can run out there and potentially be weekend starters. You're looking at, you know, Luke Holman, the transfer from Alabama, is probably going to be your Friday night guy. He was Alabama's ace, and then Jay Johnson's just like, okay, I need a new Friday guy with Skeens going to the draft. Let me go just get this dude. And then he goes out and also gets Gage Jump from UCLA, who didn't play at all last year with Tommy John surgery. Gage Jump's a name to keep an eye on because when we talked to Jay, I think it was back in November, I believe, he called Jump like the most important transfer of his career. That's including, you know, Paul Skeens, by the way. So one of the most important recruits he's ever done. He was one of the top rated, if not the top rated player in California when he was, you know, coming out of high school, doesn't go in the draft, decides to go to UCLA. Now he's coming to LSU. He's a guy that you could potentially see in the rotation. And Jeff, to your point about returning players, Thatcher Hurd is back uh, from that championship winning team. He was a big player, big role. He had a big role in that uh, run to Omaha last year uh, as one of the Tigers starters outside of Ty Floyd and Paul Skeens. So he's going to have a role in that rotation as well. So it's definitely deep pitching-wise. I think it's probably going to be the strength of the team. Uh, But there's also other guys that you're kind of hoping step up. They had an elite freshman class last year, uh, and all those players are going to be entering their sophomore season. So we'll see who steps out of that, like guys like Jared Jones and then Paxton Kling. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens. Other other transfers are going to contribute immediately. It's like what you said, Steve. They reloaded. I mean, they're, they're there's a reason that they're a top five preseason team, um, and they're going to be expected to make another run at Omaha. How about that season for Paul Skeens, guys? Unfortunately, we didn't make it to the box to see him. But, man, winning a national title, uh, going number one overall in the draft, and now, man, he's kicking it, uh, living the life dating Olivia Dunn. Yeah, how about that. <laughs> Who was the, the D1 baseball writer we talked to a couple weeks ago? It was Jeff. You and I had interviewed him. Oh, man, you're putting me on the spot Yeah, I'm forgetting here. the name off the top of my head. But he had said, like, specifically this upcoming 2024 team, 
the strength of that roster is going to be their pitching. Like, there's, I mean, with LSU, you saw them blow out teams with elite offensive attack last year. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot more closely contested games where the pitching is going to be the strength of the Tigers picking up wins. It'll be interesting. It'll be just uh, less than a month away. February 16th, I said, first game for the Tigers, and we're going to have to make an earlier trip to the box than we did uh, last season, gentlemen. Uh, unfortunately, didn't didn't get to see any playoff action. We're definitely going to have to remedy that this time around. Uh, we'll be getting into some of our picks for the AFC-NFC championships. Taking a break, get right back, although I got Jeff pulling a bobby right now, putting well, his finger because, up. Because Charlie put me on the spot, and I did. it was Joe Healy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, to, Joe. So, you know, just to tie that off. Anyone wants to know, oh, I need to know! It was Joe Healy from D1 Baseball. Joe was great, and, and he gave great info. I mean, he kind of previewed like not only LSU but also Arkansas is one of the main yes. players in the SEC you know we talked a little bit about I mean Steve you said six of the top 10 teams yeah. but all those teams deserve to be there <laughs> I mean we're talking about Florida we're talking about Vanderbilt all these teams that are there every single year basically uh, but the new kid on the block is what Healy was talking about with Wake Forest and Chase Burns is now there uh, so we'll see what they do this upcoming season after falling short to LSU in Omaha all right Steve play back the tape <laughs> Here we go. Taking a break. We'll be right back talking AFC NFC Championship. Championship Sunday. And you can catch it all right here on WWL and the Odyssey app. We'll be right back. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy. The tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Closing things out, getting into Championship Sunday in WWL's Your Home for NFL Championship Sunday. All the excitement starts Sunday, 1 o'clock, AFC and NFC Conference Championships. First up, Kansas City at Baltimore. Game time, 2 o'clock. After that, the San Francisco 49ers are hosting the Detroit Lions. That kickoff is 5.30. Join us for the wall-to-wall NFL Football Sunday, WWLAMFM.com, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Man, oh man, I sure do miss Saints game days, even though they are a long day for us, gentlemen, but it is sure a lot of fun talking about the black and gold. Uh, going into this weekend, though, man, uh, it's it's a little bittersweet, too, because we just have uh, this Sunday left of football uh, a break for the Pro Bowl and then Super Bowl Sunday, and it's off to the off season we go. Uh, looking other up the first matchup, like I said, Kansas City Chiefs playing at the Baltimore Ravens. The line is now the Ravens favored by four points, under over a forty four and a half heading into this matchup. Looking at the game time weather, just looks like a little bit chilly, not bad at all, forty nine degrees. Uh, so pretty perfect weather conditions overall, and should be. A uh, heck of a matchup. I know uh, we mentioned this with Jason Lockham for a pretty uh, good quarterback matchup with MVPs, probably this year's uh, candidate in Lamar Jackson and obviously a past MVP in Pat Mahomes. 
Who are you liking in this one, Jeff? It's really tough for me. Well, now that I know Pat Mahomes can go win on the road, he's just, just <laughs> like, let's do it again. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not touching that line. Yeah, I, I, I'm picking the Ravens, but I am not touching four <laughs> points, right? Because it's like you're crazy if you're betting against Pat Mahomes with this again. Right, like, giving Pat giving Mahomes four points, points. Right, you are crazy. <laughs> I am not touching that with a ten foot pole. That said, I think this is like like the the Ravens' biggest issue every year was always going to be is always can you get to the Super Bowl with Lamar Jackson healthy? And the last three four years, the answer has been no. This year, the answer is yes. And I don't think any defense in the NFL can actually stop him consistently. I really don't. And the only thing that stopped him has been his own health, and he's been able to stay healthy, and I think this is the year. Now, Pat Mahomes is going to do Pat Mahomes things. You're going to have to take it from him. He's not going to give it to you. So I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a one-score game, and I think it's going to come down to maybe whoever has the ball last. I definitely but feel I that still, same way, right? Which QB's got the ball last? I still love I still love Lamar Jackson. I think he's going to do, get it done this year. Charlie, how are you feeling about this? I know we talked about things earlier in pick six this week. So I'm dumb because I'm picking <laughs> against Mahomes. I'm actually taking the three and a half as well. Like Mahomes, as an underdog, it was the Jeff Darlington stat, as an underdog outright is eight and three. Not even against the spread, outright. Wow. I think it's going to be eight and four. I mean, you, you look at all these stats. He's thirteen and three in the playoffs. The only and two of those losses are against Tom Brady. The other one against Joe Burrow. Yeah, like Lamar Jackson's going to get him this time around. That's just kind of how I feel. And I just don't think this Chiefs team is that good. It's really not. But at the same time, like I think what happened with Buffalo last week, we got to remember how banged up they were defensively. This Ravens defense is so filthy. Roquan Smith, like we were mentioning it earlier on the week when we were doing pick six, he fits Baltimore like a glove. Like he's like the successor, successor to Ray Lewis, right? Mm. And Kyle Hamilton, the safety that they took out of Notre Dame, has been outstanding as a young safety for them. Uh, their defense is just nasty, guys. It's the top scoring defense in the NFL. They were the leading defense as far as sacks go. Uh, I think they're going to get after Mahomes, and I think they're going to cause enough pressure that I think Baltimore wins not comfortably necessarily, but they cover the three and a half and they go on to the Super Bowl. Definitely a little concerning for the Chiefs with uh, Pacheco, Isaiah Pacheco, running back. Didn't practice for most of the week, was limited today, dealing with an ankle and toe issue. And, I mean, it could be mean a heavier dose of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but you guys know Pacheco's been a beast for this, this Chiefs squad. Yeah, and you're going to have to control the ball if you're the Chiefs right. to win this game. If you allow the Ravens to just just ice that clock all day long and, and give the ball back quickly, you're going to be in trouble. Um, can we, we, we're going to run out of time here, so we should switch over to the, to the Lions. Going over to the NFC, yes. Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, looking at the line is now the San Fran, given seven in this matchup wow. with the over-under 51.5. That seems like a whole lot of points there, Jeff. I, that's disrespectful to the Lions and what the Lions have done. The issue with the Lions is they play such high-variance football, and by that I mean they go for it on fourth down a lot, they go for two-point conversions. Like if <laughs> When all of those things go right, and, and it, it, the reason you do that is because when it hits, it, it, it increases your potential to win in situations where you might be an underdog, right? Where Whereas if you are already kind of behind the eight ball and then you miss on those things, then all of a sudden it's like, wow, you could lose by 20 without realizing, with, with just out of nowhere. But, you know, I think that because you're such a high variance thing, it's really hard to 
come up with? You know, what what if they do hit on these on these trick plays or these fourth downs and two point conversions go in, and all of a sudden you steal an entire possession away because you've done that, that. momentum, right? You know, it's like or you get the Packers game on Thanksgiving when they, everything went wrong and they ran for a ton of yards and they but they still lost by double or what, I don't think they lost by double digits because they scored late. But that's the tough part about this game. I don't. I, I find it really hard to believe that the Lions are going to go to the NFC Championship and wilt. I just think Dan Campbell's going to have that team ready to play. They might not be talented enough to win that game, but I don't think they're going to lose by two scores. Charlie, overall, how are you feeling about this one? You know, we were talking with Mark Schlereth earlier in the week, and I kind of agree with him that we were really, really close for this NFC Championship game to be in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Like, the Packers came very, very close, but at the same time, it's you know, probably it's good. Man. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's probably <laughs> good for, you know, San Francisco to have gotten punched in the mouth like they did against Green Bay so that they can kind of wake up and respond. Because, I mean, we saw a little bit of that in the first half for the Ravens, the the rust versus rest type of thing. Uh, but then they really hit an extra gear. It came down to the wire for the 49ers versus the Packers. I think it's going to be a little bit similar here, but at the same time, I think the 49ers probably cover the seven. Maybe it's close in the first half, and they kind of pull away late and win by 10 or something like that. Um, I don't think I'm disrespecting the Lions. I think that they deserve to be here. These are the four best teams in football. I mean, it's what you exactly what you want to see. Uh, but yeah, give me give me the Hater. 49ers to cover that seven points. It's, it's going to be I think it's going to be a fun game uh, up until kind of the end where 49ers pull away. Yeah, for me, guys, I was never really a, the believer in the Detroit Lions because of Jared Goff, but he's definitely proven me wrong all year long. And even last game, I couldn't believe how money he was uh, in that matchup. Uh, to me, though, that San Fran squad all around is the better squad. Uh, I do have questions still about Brock Purdy. Uh, We'll see how he does in this showdown. Uh, I'm curious to know, though, how he lives up to the hype as well. There's a lot of pressure on him. Uh, I'm going to go with the Niners in this game, but I don't know if they cover. Honestly, I think that's that's a big number, especially with this Detroit team with that run game between Jamar Gibbs and David Montgomery. I think they can grind things out and make things difficult. Uh, I want to thank everyone for tuning in. Uh, Charlie heading into the Pelicans game. Jeff and I appreciate everyone listening make sure you tune in also to the inside black and gold podcast where you can get more have a good night everybody who that wwl t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.